This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. We got the Cleveland Browns headed to Seattle. This is either going to be a super low-scoring game or it's going to be the Colts in Cleveland. I don't know. I don't. I know nothing anymore. Uh, the, right now, Seattle is favored in this. <laughs> Seattle's favored in this game by minus three, and the over/under sitting at thirty-nine and a half. Both these teams have been decent against the spread this week, and um, both teams. And this is where I say I'm actually going to take. The over in this game, both teams have been averaging 41 to 43 point totals in their games all season long, uh, despite who's playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, apparently. So I would take the over at 39 and a half there. Just just barely. Uh, Geno Smith, don't want to play him. Chris, do you want to play P.J. Walker this week? I wasn't sure. Did you want to put him in their starting no, lineup? No, I'm not playing P.J. Walker. I just believe he continues to be the quarterback for Cleveland and is, you know. A little wolf. Tangible. A tangible option right now for this Browns team. Deshaun Watson's craziness continues. Yeah, yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that on the injury report, Deshaun Watson, of course, not expected to play this week because they've already announced PJ Walker. I'll get more into that with Brian Scott. Can't wait to do that. Jerome Ford, not expected to play this week. The uh, It's a low-grade high ankle sprain. I'm going to have to ask Brian what the hell it's supposed to mean. No, they're reporting it like it's going to be a one- to two-week issue. Hard to believe whenever you mention high ankle sprain, but they've also come out and said they're definitely not putting him on IR, so it makes you think it's not going to be four games. Uh, on the Seattle side, DK Metcalf came back, practicing full today, so it looks like he's going to be good to go. Zach Charbonnet also came back and practiced in a limited fashion today, but Kenneth Walker was out, and Tyler Lockett were both out. So that's something that we're going to have to watch. Was it just a Wednesday thing? I don't know, but both listed... Uh, I'm sorry, Walker was listed with a, a calf issue. Lockett was listed with a hamstring issue. So those are things we're going to have to look at heading into this week too uh as far as walker plays you're playing as an rb1 if charbonnet wants to be in the guy then he won't be an rb1 but he'll definitely be a starting guy that you can go after this is why he's been one of the higher up uh, handcuffs that you could have and especially with him practicing today i'm not worried about his hamstring issue uh kareem hunt didn't practice today he had a thigh issue but he also had a thigh issue last week was still able to play through it they said he didn't have a setback so i'm expecting kareem hunt to be the lead back so, Chase, when, we, when, you're, when you're ranking these two, Cream Hunt and Pierre Strong, because Pierre Strong figures to, to step in at least in some capacity. I don't think it's going to be the full Jerome Ford role, but to at least some capacity here. What's your what's your read on these two? Because I got Strong outside my top, my flex. I know he's going to play. I don't think Pierre Strong's any good. We've seen him get opportunities and completely shit the bed before in other locations. Cream Hunt, as, as much as it pains me to watch him run, he seems to fall into the end zone pretty consistently over the past few weeks. So I got him as an RB23. What do you got here? I mean, we don't have a ton of actual evidence on Pierre Strong, but I agree with you right now that it's that it's going to be the cream hunt show. I have him. I have cream hunt at 24. I think, yeah, I think he's definitely a playable as a running back too. This is a team that we said wants to run the football. They want, they, they're a running football team. They're good at it. Plus I've said it all season. It, I think it's borne out. They want to throw to the running backs and who better to throw to it as a running back right now in the Cleveland room than Kareem hunt. Um, I do think Pierre strong plays a little bit. I've got him 
uh, at 39. But no, I, I, I think that of the two, Kareem Hunt's the one you want in this game. I think that he's the one that gets the bulk of the work. I think that they use Pierre Strong to spell Kareem Hunt as long as that thigh and everything doesn't become an issue. So no, it's a Kareem, I, it's a Kareem Hunt game. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I am not going to fade away from Amari Cooper just because of PJ Walker. He still had eight targets last yeah. week. Yeah. Like, like he still had the usage. We've seen Amari Cooper have a good game with Walker against San Fran a couple of weeks ago, where he went over a hundred yards. Like, uh, am I worried about everybody else? And Adam, why is the worst is involved? Yeah, I think that's why I was scoffing earlier. Elijah Moore's not as involved. And I'm about to actually get into it in a second. Uh, Cause I was going to say, I was thinking about Adam the other day. Um, and I saw this ESPN analytics thing last week, didn't he? Seven targets all behind the line of scrimmage. That's what I'm about to talk about. His <laughs> analytics. He is top 10 in the league and wide open wide receivers, but they are only targeting within five yards of the line of scrimmage, especially when PJ Walker is out there. That's the difference right now between Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore has me. What? He was doing the same thing with Deshaun. It was like five. No, I don't. That's why Elijah Moore has been fantasy relevant, even though he's just he's over five yards a target. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal, brutal right now what's going on. And Moore's open and they're, they, just, they just don't care. Cooper's only getting targeted down down the field. And Seattle, but this is a good matchup. Seattle, fourth most points allowed to wide receivers. So I, I, I'm, you start this guy at 28. I still got him as a top 20 receiver. I don't know. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I, it's hard to trust Elijah Moore, and it sucks because he's open. He's getting the volume. Everything is there. The quarterback just won't throw it to him <laughs> unless he's at the line of scrimmage and they, like, tell him to throw it to him. <laughs> like, it, you must be instructed specifically to get the ball to Screen. Elijah Moore. Or yeah, the, ball the other Elijah. nine guys on the team are in front of him. Throw it out to him. Yeah, right. That's But he's open other times down the yeah. field. They just won't do it. <laughs> He's open a lot. They either haven't been able to hit him or, yeah, they won't throw to him. So, yeah, it's frustrating as all in, son of a bitch. Top 10 in separation on his routes. It's just absolutely ridiculous that he's not getting the ball more. Uh, Jackson Smith, the jig, but we'll have some more value if a Tyler Lockett, I was going to say DK Metcalf, but DK Metcalf is going to play. If a Tyler Lockett misses, he'll have a bigger role. So we'll have to keep that updated. Go to bellyupfantasysports.com for my rankings and Chase's rankings. We'll be updating those throughout the week as we get more information. I'm not touching David Njoku with the 10-foot pole. <laughs> so, practice, by the way, anyway. He didn't practice anyway. Yes. His, his um, whole entire upper body is burned off pretty, pretty regularly, though, uh, at the same time. But either way, you're still not touching uh, David Njoku. Let's go to our next game here. 